Welcome back to Truth Hurts, where we expose corrupt politicians and the lying corporate media. We're broadcasting live from Roseville, Minnesota, in the belly of the beast, just next to Minneapolis, Minnesota. They're actually trying to make this a sanctuary state here. Can you believe that, Jesse? It's unbelievable. <laughs> Joining me, as usual, reading your comments today is Mega Jesse. What are we going to talk about today? Yeah, that's right. we got a lot of good stuff to get into here because uh, we've got a firsthand witness for potential human trafficking and uh, interview lined up here for Mallory Staples, the Georgia director of the State Freedom Caucus Network. So uh, we're going to be learning a lot of good things from her today. Uh, Minnesota is trying to become a sanctuary state. A man was arrested for trying to defend his land from illegal immigrants. Uh, an ICE director confirms that border crossing terrorists uh, was caught in Minnesota. We got some new NBC polling out there about the uh, presidential election. Uh, Nikki Haley says the Nevada primary was rigged against her. <laughs> She's taking that loss real well. And uh, we got some uh, good stuff for, from uh, Eli Crane and Joe Rogan. So uh, let's Oh, just... you got to stick around for the Joe Rogan segment. This is really interesting stuff. Just signed a big deal. And this, listen, I'll red build he is. Oh, yeah. Right. Running the dials as normal as Dawson, Mr. Deep State. Hello. Okay. <laughs> Today, today's leg day. That's the big news I've got. All right. That was not important to anyone. No one really cares. No one cares, Dawson. <laughs> okay. That's because nobody sees my quads on a regular basis. No one is asking to see your quads. <laughs> Leave those white guns down there. They're mine. We don't need to see those. There is no tan on them whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> you know what people do care about is Alpine Cabinetry and East St. Cloud sponsoring this show. Also, Warren Wessel, Warren Wessel Realty. Give Warren a call. If you're buying a home or selling a home, you can reach Warren at 612-419-7453. You think I'd know that number by heart by now? 612-419-7453. Warren is the man. He, he sold my home and helped me find my home. This guy knows what he's doing, and he thinks like you and me. That's the most important part right there. Actually, no, it's not. That's second to being good at your job. <laughs> right. I'm not going to tell someone just because they believe what you do if they're mm -hmm. not proficient. So he's proficient at what he does. Okay. Um, let's, before we bring Mallory on, let's go back to this video. This was a story by Daily Caller. Is it Jenny Tear? Is that her name? Do we remember Jenna Tear? You were like skeptical of all this, Dawson. You're like, oh, she's wrong about all these stories. Then we confirmed the ICE director, or the ICE director confirmed they did catch a terrorist. Yeah. So she's one, she's one for one right now. Jenny Tear. Uh, she's one for one against you, so can she go two for two? So this is a story now that we knew Colton Moore because he was on a program before. This is a uh, uh, whistleblower that told him that there are people being uh, trafficked, migrants, through the Atlanta airport. And this is a video. We showed this last week, and we just weren't able to get him on. Uh, so we're going to have Mallory, who was there with them, talk to us about it. But I want to show you this video again. Let's go about 50 seconds into it, Dawson, because that's when I think it starts getting important here. They're just talking to some drill sergeant who's probably waiting for some new recruits to show up. Yeah. 
Yeah. Transporting anybody anywhere? Yeah, we're all getting in place to, to where they need to be. Okay, where do they need to be? All over the place. Where are they coming from? As in, like, country of origin and yeah, stuff like yeah, that? Yeah. All, also all over the place. All over the place? Yeah. You know when they come into the U.S.? Why, can I ask you why you're asking these questions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're a senator from Northwest Georgia. Yeah. And uh, not a big fan of human trafficking. Just want to make sure oh, everything's yeah. above board here. Yeah, so these are just... Uh, do recently documented travelers getting released from ice, getting to where they need to be. Yeah. Thank you. So, your airport accompanying volunteer. Yeah. Team Liberty. Yeah. Is that a, uh, a non-government organization? What is it? Yeah. yeah. So you receive. How'd you get the job? I'm a volunteer. I mean, I just there's people that. They get dropped off here from ice detention with no help, so we just, you know. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Sounds good, man. Care if we, uh, good? yeah, you care if Thank I come you. in? Just take a little closer look. I mean, you can stand right there. I'm, I'm, okay. I don't know you that very, I don't know you very well either, so. <laughs> Let me get a video if you don't uh, Actually, you cannot get a video. No. no. You cannot get a video. No, you're not allowed. You're not allowed. No. You're done. Okay. Okay, that's why we wanted to have you on the program, Mallory. This is Mallory Staples, director of Georgia State Freedom Caucus, works with Colt Moore. You were there at the airport that day. You also had the whistleblower reach out to you and informed you. So tell us the story. Give us the background on what's going on here. Yeah, so I was contacted by um, a friend of mine who'd been involved in the grassroots efforts here for several years in Georgia. She said, I've got somebody that um, I think you want to talk to. And so I spoke with this person. We were informed they are a volunteer down at the airport. And they said they'd been watching this happen for a long time, that illegals were coming through the airport and uh, in plain you know, sight a lot of times. But he said, I know the location. And um, if you want to come down, this is when you should come. So I um, talked to Senator Moore about it and our legislative director, Blake Bassham, and they said, um, we are coming with you for sure. And so the three of us went down, we'd been waiting about four hours and couldn't locate the whistleblower, finally found him. And he said, Hey, you're actually not in the right spot. He said, walk over here. So we did. And he, um, showed us all the room, um, pointed up there as the second floor, which I'm sure you've, um, heard, you know, already. And, um, He's a slightly older gentleman, and um, just for the sake of time, Senator Moore and our legislative director, Blake Bassingham, said, hey, we'll walk on and you, you know, come behind and with this gentleman. So uh, fortunately, considering uh, the assault that happened at the end of that video uh, by one of Biden's federal officers to Senator Moore, I'm glad I was not in closer proximity, but um, could hear them uh, when Colton and Blake were leaving just screaming obscenities. Um, Senator Moore actually said, sir, there might be children around here. It was so um, distasteful what they were saying. And uh, yeah, a little bit surreal, actually. We felt the need to get out of the airport pretty pretty quickly after that. We weren't sure if they were gonna try and, um, you know, take our phone or what exactly was gonna happen. So yeah, that's, that's Hartsfield International. See, I, I watch that video and I'm just like, okay, is there some explanation for it? Are these people that are flying into the country, there's an actual 
uh, NGO group or just a nonprofit that's helping administer people for whatever reason. Okay. I'm just playing devil's advocate here. And then I watch the end of that video and I go, wait a second. As soon as he just talks about possibly filming, it's not one. It's like two people immediately get on his case. I'm like, why? What what is with that escalation so quickly? And then we don't obviously see the assault, but you said by a federal official, a Biden federal official, who who did the assault? Yeah, so the room was being guarded by military. And if you watch when the very beginning of the video starts, if you hold the frame, you can actually see the soldier's face who's sitting there at the door, who Colton had a very friendly exchange with initially. And that's who at the end, you see this cam, you see the same uniform arm come in and that's who said, you're done. And so it was at the point at which Colton um, began to lift his arm to film uh, the room that it became, you know, violent and aggressive. So, see what doesn't make what? Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just going to say, you know, this was not shocking. I mean, in 2020, I personally went to the border. I was there for several days, um, saw the legals being processed through HHS and handed off to NGOs. I watched them get cell phones. I watched them get cash cards closed. I saw the building where they went for medical attention. I mean, this is not, I saw the rape trees. We were down on the Rio Grand River. We saw snipers in the trees and coyotes driving by in trucks and shoving, you know, women and children into the river so that border patrol would go to save them. And then we look down, there's hundreds of people coming across the border at the same time. I mean, this is not um, a concept that is unfamiliar to anyone who is keeping up with what's going on in our country under this administration. And then I flew home and went through security with illegals who held up just a piece of paper and why I, you know, had my driver's license and all but, you know, a cavity search to get on the airplane with the ticket that I had purchased. Um, and was taxed on again. Um, and they got on the flight. They were asked where they wanted to go. We flew from Texas to Atlanta and they had the option to get off there or go on to uh, Detroit or New York. I mean, this is paid this by, is happening. Paid by, NG- everywhere. Paid by NGOs or wh- who's paying yes, making the payments? Yes, 21 something NGOs, 21, 22 at the time when we were there, our briefing uh, when I was at the border and we were there with Tom Homan, who's headed up ICE under six presidency uh, presidents, Mark Morgan, who's run Customs and Border Patrol, Admiral, Admiral Kubik, who built the wall under Donald Trump, uh, General Flynn. I mean, this was a mm. very informed uh, trip that I went on, and uh, it's been going on for quite some time. I mean, I'm sure you've seen the stories out of Chicago Hare Airport, up in New York. I mean, if they're not here, then these governors like DeSantis and Abbott can't send busfuls of them, you know, to these Democratic cities and and drop them off. And I mean, here in Georgia, our governor, you can pull up his commercials, ran his last election campaign um, with the promises of in his truck with his shotgun of rounding up all the illegals in Georgia and getting them out. He had an extensive plan for that. So did he have a vi- did he have a video? Did you know that? Did mm-hmm. he have a video like that? Oh, yeah. No, I, I know about that. So is there anything that Brian <laughs> Kemp is uh, trying to do about that? Is there is the transfer of illegal aliens uh, prohibited by law? Is there anything law enforcement can do in Georgia to uh, prevent this? Yes, our Constitution says that in the case of invasion, 
the governor can take action. He can even raise funds and allocate funds for this very specific purpose. So that is in our constitution, and the and the 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 flack that you know where your people are getting or we're hearing when you try and bring this up is oh it's a federal issue. It's a federal issue. Well, our constitution. Uh, here in Georgia allows for that. And it is amazingly ironic and disturbing that our governor is flying to Texas to support the Texas governor um, taking action against this federal government to defend his state from invasion. Yet our constitution provides very similar language and nothing's being done here in Georgia. Yeah, I assume so by the name help me. I assume by the name of your organization, we see very much alike on states' rights and the 10th Amendment and everything like that. Um, Here's what I think the big story is. Obviously, we all hear these, we hear anecdotal stories about migrants being shipped around the country. And we we hear, I mean, some of it we know of, obviously, as you alluded to. But what I think the big story here would be, it's actually some kind of federal program or some federal protection. And what I don't see happening here is this military man. And I don't know if you have any kind of military background. I do. In fact, Atlanta is near and dear to my heart because back then it was Fort Penning. The, the woke culture changed that. But I, I shipped down there when I was 18 to Fort Benning to go to basic training. That's a drill sergeant there. I, I can't imagine a drill sergeant as a mission to protect some migrant uh, trafficking. What he's doing there, in my opinion, is waiting for new recruits to get off a plane so that he can in-process them at Fort Benning, Georgia, and yell and scream at them for the next nine weeks. Mm-hmm. Am, am I mm-hmm. am I missing something here? I mean, the guy's got a drill sergeant hat on. It's very clear he's a drill sergeant. Yes. His patch is 194th armored, so that's a, a training unit there uh, for basic mm-hmm. training. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was uh, one of uh, Senator Moore's comments was he felt like um, the gentleman's reaction, it was so disproportional. It was so aggressive to, you know, to put your hands on a sitting state senator uh, like that and try and commandeer a personal item of his is just beyond what what a normal person would would consider but he felt like there was a lot of um, um demonstration there for the recruits i mean of course we're not sure and oh so you th- so tonight- you're you're saying he basically was just trying to be heroic in that moment because well, I thought you alluded her, I mean, to that was the senator's one of his comments was, gosh, you know, and he even said when they were walking off, like I mentioned, he was like, sir, there, there might be children here. I think you need to tone it down. You know, Senator Moore was trying to pull him back in between the guardrails, but he felt like he was showing out, a, you know, a lot for the uh, other recruits. Yeah, but that, that, that's it. I mean, you you kind of, yeah, but he, he wasn't like, this isn't his task. I mean, this isn't his mission. He's well, he's not there for we that. We don't know. The airport has denied that they were even there. They've said there were no military uh, personnel there whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And you Well, know, I mean, there's, all, there's always military personnel at Atlanta. I mean, always, because well, and, well, it's so a major. It's interesting that they're saying there weren't any and mm-hmm. that there was no footage there when it is the most surveilled you know, um, site in the state of Georgia. It's the you know, busiest airport uh, in the country. And that this one particular room had no cameras, you know, watching this space is, is very interesting and certainly deserves some answers and some commentary 
um, all of which we have not been able to obtain. So, well, no, obviously uh, they're in a certain part of the airport. They have a pretty sizable room. So the airport commission or whatever is in charge of it is giving them the space. So there has to be some bit of, some bit of cooperation. Or, yeah. Right. Some cooperation. I guess it could be NGO led, but I mean, what, what part well, of the airport is this? To, um, team Libertad's uh, Facebook page and, Thank you to all the grassroots that have taken um, the initiative to become uh, an investigative journalist. Uh, they went through their Facebook page and they document how to get to this room, where this room is. Um, there's pictures all over their web, uh, Facebook page of what they're doing. And actually the two people that uh, were in the video that Senator Moore was speaking to are all over the Facebook page. Um, they talk about what they do there. So they're not. Um, what, what do they say? What do they say they do? Um, escorting um, these incoming migrants to shuttle buses, to, you know, new locations, directing them through the airport to connecting flights, on and on. Do we think that these people are... Um, coming across the border, getting on a flight and going through Atlanta? Obviously, Atlanta is a major hub. Or are they coming from, or is it all the above? I guess I didn't think of that, but um, from- I mean, I personally can attest to the fact that they're getting on airports in Texas. They're getting on planes and airports at Texas and flying to Atlanta with the option to both get off and connect on to the city of their choice. Interesting. Mm. And you know, I- I, I uh, that firsthand, so yeah. Sure. And I, I had uh, seen Senator Colton Moore speaking on the uh, Senate floor, and he had said that his staff witnessed an illegal immigrant who spoke no English, was illiterate in Spanish, and was having a total breakdown and anxiety yes. attack, and uh, that yes. it was on, the burden was on an airport custodian. And so I'm wondering, why do you think the Democrats are taking advantage of these vulnerable people? And uh, it sounds like this is happening very often, and it just sounds you know, heartbreaking. Why do you think this is going on? It is because they do not care about people. They care about power. What I saw on the border is a humanitarian crisis, rape trees, children being used as luggage to mm. to get drugs into the country. I mean, the human shrapnel that is at our border that is now run by the cartels, you cannot like humanity, humanity, much less love them and allow what's going on to happen. I mean, this administration has knowingly admitted to losing 85,000 children. And that number, from what I understand from my congressional uh, information, is a gross underestimation of what's going on. And, you know, I don't want to date myself, but when I grew up and one child went missing, their face was all over a milk carton. Oh, yeah. 80, this administration is saying, eh, 85,000. We're not sure where they went. I mean, this is a humanitarian crisis for, for sure. They do not care about people. They are voters and voters that will allow them to stay in power if they have it their way forever. Well, forever. at least at least get accounted in the census. I don't know how quickly the path to votership happens, although in Minnesota, we allowed driver's license for legals, so mm -hmm. you know, and well, and it's the you, same driver's license. To your point, when they're when they're counted in the census, that affects the congressional demographic oh, right. of Republican and Democrat. That that is another piece of the pie. But yes, they're creating express lanes. 
for pathways to citizenship. I've been told out of DC that this administration, it's not getting reported on, has now created a national ID that is very similar to our driver's licenses that they are giving them. When I was there, which was in 2020, like I said, it was paper. Now they're getting a legitimate ID to mm. expedite this process of them voting. So you're absolutely right. And the census is no tampering with the census affects the balance of power between the two parties in D.C. as well. Where does the story go from here on out? I mean, I, I guess I saw, I think Tim Cass talked about it. Um, I don't think it got covered by shocking the corporate media. Um, so where does the story go from here? Well, we gave a Daily Caller an exclusive. Uh, Fox did pick it up. Um, I mean, we, we've been getting calls from senators and congressmen and all kinds of things. But where it falls off is in effectiveness and next steps is with Republican leadership. Um, I mean, I heard a Newsmax anchor uh, getting ready to interview a, a Republican congressional rep here in Georgia, and he said, um, what's going on? He said, from where we sit, it doesn't feel like Republicans in Georgia give a damn. Mm -hmm. And it does seem that way. So we, we need leadership to engage, to protect the citizens of Georgia. Our tax dollars are, are going towards um, supporting all of these illegals that are coming in. I mean, when I was there, uh, this was the catchphrase, and it's been said ever since. Every state is a border state when your country's wide open. So there really mm -hmm. isn't a state in the country that can intelligently assume they're not on the receiving end of the millions and millions of people that are coming across our border, breaking well, our laws as their first act in the United States. Yeah, we're so naive in Minnesota, and, and I'm, I'm pointing myself here to think, oh, okay, you know, it just doesn't affect us as much. Although northern border crossings are skyrocketing, which is crazy too. Mm -hmm. But yes, and the, we don't want those terrorists from Canada coming down here. By the way, <laughs> the, the Trudeau administration. Mm -hmm. But we literally had, and this was Jenny Taylor's story on Daily Caller, uh, a terrorist who came across the border, roamed freely for ten months, and just got nabbed in Minnesota. It's like. Yes, that's a big deal. I got a family here. You know, they're that's coming right. across the well, border. You're not safe there. And what Mark Morgan explained to me, which was very eye opening, is the process, this infrastructure that the cartels have set up and the technology that they have is mind blowing. It yeah. is like NASA level technology. Nothing is happening on the borders that the cartels are not controlling. But this infrastructure that they have across the country, their network and how they're moving these people in. And um, I'm, I'm coming up blank on the word. There's a new, a new term at the time for these houses uh, where they're sending these folks that have paid, you know, five, $10,000 to the coyotes to get across the border, to get dispensed throughout the country. But their new, new two years ago, tactic was these more rural, like safe houses for the cartels where these people go, uh, men, women, and children to work off the debt that they have to the cartels. And they are charged, uh, but they're in rural areas is my whole point to you. They're, they're not all going to LA and New York and Detroit. Right. Um, they're going to rural areas because the police forces there um, are minimal and they can mm -hmm. fly undercover for longer periods of time. They charge these people room and board. They charge them by the water bottle of water that they consume. So they're, th this is human slavery is what's happening. Oh yeah. And these folks are having to do God knows what 
uh, for however many years, uh, but they are, they're coming to not just cities, but rural neighborhoods and have been for years now under this administration um, near all your listeners. I mean, it, it is, every state is a border state. Truer words have not been said. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, we appreciate your time, Mallory. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, and uh, tell Colton Moore, keep up the good work down there in Georgia. <laughs> I will. He's on the Senate floor right now fighting for freedom. So yeah, it was so, so hard to book him these days. I mean, my God, uh, what would I got to do to get him on here? <laughs> it is. He, I mean, the man is exhausted. Pray for him. Pray for him. He's one of our few fighters down here in Georgia. So. There you go. Well, awesome. I'll give him your best, and thank you again. All right, we appreciate it. Bye-bye. All right. Dawson, you just seem so skeptical when you hear her talking. What, what is going through your head there? Well, she didn't tell us she didn't prove anything she told us the same thing that the senator went and said right but she was downstairs for the whole thing so i mean in many regards it's like the, it's hard to get to the bottom of these kind of stories um because <laughs> there's this is craziness in protecting things the dichotomy in politics today is out of whack well, we were talking about this you know um well, I, I don't know if I should have brought this up on the show, but I'm going to now because okay. we were talking about somebody you know. Okay, we'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Uh, didn't really like Trump after Jan 6. And I go, yeah, because they probably only hear one side of the story and they don't hear the other side of the story. Hmm. Maybe the true side of the story. You know, how do what do we know is true? I guess you kind of go with the facts as they lead you to you know i, I mm -hmm. it's tough because there's so much disinformation out there but certainly the corporate media is engaging in mass disinformation especially on january 6th and so it's like it's hard to get to the bottom of these stories but something happened at this incident that's why we wanted to have him on because you know you don't just shut off a camera like that mm -hmm. you know and then get assaulted i don't know what the heck the drill sergeant's doing getting involved maybe takes it amongst himself in a heroic move to mm -hmm think that this guy's in the wrong right so, so were you suggesting that he was maybe there to try to recruit people no 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 so i see what I mean, you were getting at earlier imagine you're you, you're going to go to base training this is me at sure. 18 literally I, I go i'm i'm an infantry soldier going to base training at fort benning georgia okay they call it fort moore i don't want to hate on fort moore because general moore was a great leader hell Moore, right from uh, we were soldiers okay but fort benning was what we called it all right you can't have a confederate general uh, base anymore okay mm -hmm. we went through that wokeness but uh for so i go to fort benning georgia you get off a plane you don't know where the hell you're going they the army figured this out you throw a bunch of round hats round browns they call them drill sergeants and they easily guide you to the right place to in process new recruits mm -hmm. and so that's what the guy's doing there he's clearly there he's got drill sergeant hat and he's got the patch of uh, i think it's 194th armor mm -hmm. so that's what he's doing there I don't know why he's just sitting at that chair, but it has to be by chance. Hmm. You know, now if it's a guy wearing like khakis and a black shirt and got a little earpiece, I'd be like, who the hell is that but, guy? But I, I'm not convinced that he was entirely uninvolved. You know, he's not sitting outside of that room, I think, not just by pure coincidence. There is no way. I, I mean, like, I, you would have to have like a national emergency. I'll put it this way, okay? Because I know people that w some of my soldiers were in basic training uh when 9-11 happened okay and they were they were put on base defense okay so you can imagine like in a national emergency a drill sergeant has an extra duty of something like that this is not a national emergency there's no way they're telling a drill sergeant to go help out some migrant inflow that's not their job their job is is purely training new recruits mm -hmm. so I, I it just seems to me that just 
they happen to be there at the same time. I like Maybe. this comment here. Thought on FICE proposed legislation. We're going to get right into that story, mm -hmm. by the way. Um, make sure you guys add your comments here on Rumble, which we had a nice meeting with the other day. Bad Hat Harry, good to see you. Sand Hill. Sand Hill, he knows what yep, I'm talking about. And I like so Bad Hat, were you on Sand Hill? 1992? You were there before I was. Sand Hill is a place the infantry was in uh, Fort Bend, Georgia. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I'm seeing Tucker in the comments here, too, saying dairy farmers love the cheap labor, too. They robbed them of their hours uh, from their paychecks. Heard multiple stories from friends on that. And so uh, I think that's obviously going on because, uh, you know, what's uh, the re, uh, what, what can they do in response? An illegal immigrant who has their wages taken from them. I mean, you have no right to even be in the country, so you don't have any kind of claim to try to, uh, to right. unclaimed wages. So uh, it's one of those things that all it's going to do is, uh, you, you know, it, it puts American workers in an unfair place because you can't compete with slave labor. And uh, it was, you know, hearing what Mallory was saying about how uh, there's all of these uh, different homes and facilities where uh, these illegals are being taken to to work off the debt that they have and they're being treated as if they're slaves and it's being uh, hidden because uh, it's being done in more rural areas. So uh, th this kind of stuff is going on and we can't be an open border country. Uh, if, if, you know, it, it's only a matter of time before we're going to have very, very serious repercussions for these. Well, I think the point she's making, and this is a great point, you know, um, the reason you can't have this loose open border policy is all the humanitarian issues with it. Mm -hmm. There are children dying in the Rio Grande. I think it's daily, but it's regular mm -hmm. because they're being smuggled by coyotes across the border in very risky, dangerous scenarios. And they, you know, if the waters rise up or they get washed down, those kids die. And mm -hmm. by the way, apparently, and I've heard this from good sources, there are people, um, there are coyotes that actually purposely do this to distract resources, border security, to go rescue those kids so they could smuggle drugs across yep, the border. And we got a rumble rant here from Love Minnesota. says, thank you for the excellent reporting, guys. Well, thank you, Love Minnesota. We appreciate the rumble rant there. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Love Minnesota. So lovely of Love Minnesota to do That's that. That's right. Let me, uh, let me go over just a little bit. So I am positive that the border crisis is happening. I don't have any qualms with what's going on. I, it's true. We can just watch it. Um, when it comes to me... Well, we're making progress now. <laughs> I, mm -hmm. You I can go back to my shows before. And I, I've never disagreed that things are happening when it comes to that. Issue is when news stories come out like this and they aren't called out, I think that that's dangerous. I don't think that that's a good thing necessarily because we should be skeptical of just about every news source that comes out. Um, right, but yeah, I think we were. Yep, yep, we were. I, I don't think that anything illegal was happening well, in this most recent thought. one. Yep, we got T-Wall for Life saying that's I second that. I imagine that uh, Love Minnesota and T-Wall for Life are talking about Jake and I is reporting, not Dawson. Not Dawson. <laughs> fake fake but news, I, Dawson. But yeah, fake thank news. you, T-Wall, for life. We appreciate the rumble rant from you as well. I'm sorry, the truth hurts sometimes. Um, the perfectly timed interruption of Dawson's diatribe <laughs> yeah, no there. Kidding. Go um, ahead, Dawson. What do you got to say? You're pissing off the audience, Dawson. They're leaving us. So <laughs> I know you're saying it's fake. I mean, explain why. Well, do you, are you saying it's fake or are you saying it I'm needs saying, to be? I'm saying that nothing illegal happened in this specific Last transferring illegal on. immigrants is not illegal we don't know if they were illegal well that's the truth but i think we have a story here we need i'd love to see if we can get to the bottom of it I like, unfortunately I like to, as she said we don't know where the story is going to go well no we can't know that well hold, hey, hold on 
so what's interesting, Dawson, and, and I'm just having fun with this, Dawson. I, I love it, okay? Because well, this show would be boring if we just all thought alike, right? Right? I mean, that's why we, if we just all wanted to think alike, we'd have Brad Ganser here. That would be no fun. Sorry, I saw him in the comments section. <laughs> I had to have some fun with him. Um, you questioned that story yeah. on the the uh, uh, terrorist that was caught in Minnesota. Yep. And rightfully so, okay? Because the evidence was a leaked memo to Daily Caller's Jenny Terror. Yep. Turn And then, you know, unfortunately, we just had too much on our plate. Oh, my God, Bad Hat Harry. Okay, yep. go ahead. <laughs> Bad Hat Harry at $20. I guess he's paying for a Dawson rant. So oh, my God. There we oh, go. All right, there you go. All right, Dawson's appreciate got Bad a fan. Hat Harry. What are you, a gamer, Bad Hat Harry? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, does that shut me up then? Does he get to just I, talk? I think, I think that's he what it does. He paid for your rant. Go ahead, Dawson. The so, floor is yours. Thank you. So at the end of the day, I the kind of reporting that they're doing is good. But if a story comes out and it is fake, that's way more damaging to the actual what's going on, right? We want to protect our borders. And if a fake story comes out and then someone else, some other like investigative journalist, whatever comes out and says, that's not true they're a democrat or something that's gonna make up look way better than if a republican new or not republican if a a new news source comes out and says this is wrong Think yes about and how i good agree with is. what you're saying yeah okay Yep. but you can't look at what we do as always the final product yeah we're navigating we're trying to figure yep. this stuff out right we're going with the story where it's leading us and in this yeah. case we don't have the end of the story no we don't have the end of the story on a lot of stuff but we got to what they don't want us to do. They be in the corporate media, the elites and all that stuff. They don't want us even talking and asking questions. I went through COVID. I saw the censorship. I saw what they did and I refused to be quiet and silent on it. They don't even want us talking about this shit. Okay. And that's how we find out that there are problems with vaccines. That's how we find out that masks don't work. Mm-hmm. That's how we find out that uh, lockdowns don't work. That's how we find out that COVID leaked from lab in Wuhan. Okay. So we have to, to do this kind of stuff, but you're right. There is a problem. There could be disinformation on our side. Trust me, there are people on our side that get things wrong. Actually, I don't know what our side means here. We'll just say mm-hmm. anything right of craziness these days. That's that's a really solid point. I am not for illegal immigration. I think that legal immigration is the way to go. That's that's goaded with the sauce for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm a big fan of very open legal immigration. You can't have large immigration to voting rights. Can't have that. Changes the, the outcome of elections too quickly. That, that's not good. But people that want to come here and work and contribute, I think absolutely we should have more liberalized policies. That's what America is. Right? But that's the issue she was alluding to is when you don't, when you got to secure the border, and when you don't secure the border, the humanitarian issues that arise, you're getting trafficked human beings. She, she, let's say she's wrong about the 85,000 kids. Okay, let's say she's wrong about it. I do remember this. I mean, w- she, she and I must be the same age. It was milk cartons. You guys know about these? They used to put kids on back in milk cartons. They, they still do milk cartons at school. They mm-hmm. used to have these trays come out there. I don't know why the kids ever got white milk. I was like, you guys, guys you know there's chocolate milk, right? Get the chocolate milk. There was whole milk right there. That's the good stuff. Yeah, but not next to chocolate milk. I mean, good God, Kim's chocolate milk. That's Give right. me that all day long. Oh man, God, I could I could go for one of those uh, little carton. <laughs> All right, I'm on way off track, track here. So anyhow, eight, let's say she's wrong on the 85,000 kids. What if it's 10? What if because the borders are open, 10? Can you at least agree that it's at least 10 
kids. Oh, of course. I right? Mean, it's probably ten, ten, at least ten a day. Ten a day. Kids are being smuggled across the border into sex trafficking. I mean, because of this border policy. Yeah, I'm. I'm not arguing against any of that. And then here's the other thing, Dawson. It's because of this migrant flow, and this is part probably why they're, the cartels are so involved in this, right? They're just getting the fentanyl into this country and killing so many more Americans, right? Yeah. So this is such a massive problem, the humanitarian issue. Now, not solving these problems, okay? Not solving these problems at all. It's what's going on in Minnesota? Pull up our article. Minnesota becomes a sanctuary state. The, uh, the bozos behind this, Sandra Feist. Mm-hmm. God, have you ever heard her talk, Jesse? Yeah, she's nuts. She's just like one of these kind of people, and I always mm-hmm. raise my voice like this, and I just talk with this lisp. What mm-hmm. are you so funny, Dawson? No, it's at my when I have to control this thing, my arms up the whole time, so I have to shake it out. <laughs> I <laughs> thought he was like, "Oh, well, now you're making fun of my people." Mm-hmm. <laughs> what Somalians? No, no, no. Sandra Feist is the one on the left. Oh, I don't know who that is. Uh, well, she's the one that talks like this. I mean, like literally, you just know that she and I have nothing. We'd get along on nothing, just the way, the way she talks. Sorry, I'm mm-hmm. really judging the book by the cover. She's hmm. got she's got purple hair in that, too. I mean, mm-hmm. come on. What purple hair person votes the way I vote, right? All right, anyhow, and that's uh, Omar Fatah, the uh, senator from – he's your favorite guy. You even follow him on the updates, don't you, in the legislature? I get his emails. You know, that's – you know, it's like I get this email. It's like, oh, great, we're going to have, you know, open open borders. We're not going to follow any laws here in Minnesota. It's, it's unbelievable. You know, th- these Democrats, they're <laughs> – Honestly, I almost think these Democrats are going to destroy this state and all it's doing is winning people over to our side to reasonableness because when people see what's going on uh, with the, and I think that uh, uh, Mallory was right when she said that every state is now a border state because, uh, you know, if you look back four, five, six years ago, the immigration issue is not the issue that it was today. And uh, so it's waking a lot of people up and it is a problem for everywhere around the country. You know, I see Napkin 8 says, she's my rep and I can't stand her. Yeah. Does she identify as a woman? Do we know? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. Omar Fatah and Sandra Feist are teaming up on making Minnesota sanctuary state. Now, this they just did a press conference today. We could have brought you the highlights from their press conference. It is what it is. Uh, go to actionforliberty.com, read this article. But the thing in their legislation, this is what really caught our eye. In the legislation, scroll down there, Dawson, for me, if you will. Um, they actually show that, or they actually give, oh, this is their signing days. So they're signing the, the jackets for the bills. By, by the way, they've milked multiple days. This goes back to January, was that 29th up there? They're milking multiple days of uh, promotion of this bill. So this is not like some just small little push out there. They're making a big deal about this. The mm-hmm. whiskey fox trot, whiskey tango fox trot says, "Is she? Is she or are they? I don't know." Whiskey tango fox trot, use your uh, connections to figure that out. Mm-hmm. Um, T Wall says, "Looks like the mad comic guy." Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, scroll down there, Dawson. The language of the bill we put in this article, but if you go down to the bottom. They actually have a section that says it's the violation sections, okay? And this says the Attorney General's office. Now, remember, if you're not watching from Minnesota, our Attorney General is Antifa Love and Keith Ellison. So this bill gives that asshole powers, okay? Attorney General Keith Ellison shall establish a system for the public and state and local employees to report alleged violations 
of this section and section 629 da 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 da. At minimum, the system shall include a telephone hotline, electronic wow. complaint portal, and a written complaint process accessible in multiple languages. In multiple languages. Mm -hmm. And advertised to communities most likely to be affected by immigration enforcement deportation activities. So in other words, just so you guys know, an illegal alien who does not belong in Minnesota can use a hotline and tell Keith Ellison to investigate a law enforcement officer doing their job. Mm -hmm. There you go. That's what they want here in Minnesota. And it's a growing problem, obviously, because there's more and more of them nowadays. Right. And so this bill, it would prevent state and local officials from enforcing federal immigration law. And this bill would also prohibit state officials from questioning someone about their immigration status, uh, which makes me wonder, if you can't question someone on their immigration status, am I allowed to, uh, let's say I'm a poll watcher, let's say I'm a poll worker, and I have suspicion to think that someone is an illegal immigrant, Am I not able to question them and ask them if they were not born in this country? This kind of sanctuary state bullshit is going to allow for our elections to be stolen as if they weren't already in Minnesota, but we're letting the illegals come into our uh, state and uh, this kind of stuff. I hope that there's some Democrats out there who are able to at least have some common sense because if we were to adopt a law like this uh, because of radical people like Omar Fateh, and Omar Fateh, you know, this guy, he, he was a part of the Feeding Our Future scam. There, there's videos of him attached to it. Uh, uh, he was a part of the uh, socialist takeover of Uber. Uh, so Omar Fateh, uh, he is as radical as it gets on every single issue. And for him to be pushing something like this is ultimately not only going to destroy our state in so many ways, but it's going to destroy our elections. I didn't even think of that, Jesse. And that is a great point. I'm just doing a quick check on this bill. You guys can go to it. It is the bill. Damn it. I thought the best angle on this was... Uh, Keith Ellison. <laughs> That's the best angle right there. Okay, so let's go to this. And this bill is short, guys. You know, we read bills that are, well, we don't read these bills, and neither do the legislators. Hundreds and sometimes over a 1,000 pages long, right? Mm-hmm. This one is a page, okay? Uh, so prohibited activities, and it says real clearly, a government agent shall not, for immigration enforcement purposes, stop question investigate detain detect report arrest a person so i'd say question or investigate are the two keywords there Mm -hmm. you cannot question or investigate someone and it's not in here specified that there's an exemption for voting Mm -hmm. yeah it's unbelievable so how can somebody an election judge which in this regard would be an election uh would be a government uh official let me see what was the language again here this is a subdivision to prohibited acts, a government agent. I think mm-hmm. you would say that a election uh, judge would be a government agent. I think that would apply here. Why not? Right. Um, you would, I, I would read it that way. You cannot question someone's status when they show up to vote. Yep. And by the way, you can't tell. Especially because when they have a driver's license. A driver's license has exactly. no stigma. We are the dumbest country in in the end of the day when we allow this stuff to happen it is mm-hmm. so absolutely stupid mm-hmm. all right i gotta move on i think this is gonna just make my head blow off yeah well it, no no Let, let's go to this story cbs now has to actually report that there's a problem on the border mm-hmm. <laughs> so 60 minutes does a interesting segment on chinese migrants coming across the u.s mexican border 
and you can go watch it yourself. What I found most interesting is this gentleman who was actually a immigrant himself, came through the legal process, I think somewhere in Europe. He owns this land. We often forget this. We, we think, oh, they're coming across the border like it's all just federal government land. It's not. A lot of times it's private ownership. So you also have trespassing laws that are happening. You're literally hurting people's or, or um, tarnishing people's private property rights because they're allowed to uh, they're allowing mass uh, um, mass trespass. Uh, keep on saying transportation trespassing on people's land. So this guy owns some land in Southern California, and uh, he actually has uh, migrants taking down his trees. Go ahead. Yep, we got a rumble rant here from Base Minnesota. The goal is to destroy white European countries. Also, props to Javier Malay for visiting the Wailing Wall and crying like a good little goy. Oh, I, I don't know anything <laughs> about that. <laughs> and goy, what does goy mean again? Goy is like, like a, a it's, it's Jew, like a pejorative Jewish. term for in, the Jews call non-Jews, right? Yeah, but like someone that's uh, sympathetic to Jewish people. Mm. Like Shabbos Goy would be like a really good non-Jew, right? Mm-hmm. Gentile, a very good Gentile. Isn't that correct? Don't I have that right? No. Come on, you're a Jewish expert. Yes, I am. Uh, it, a Goy is just a non-Jew. There's no. I what mean, is a Shabbos Goy? Shabbos Goy is your 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 non-Jewish friend who will turn on the light for you, um, so that you don't have to. Mm. Yeah. It, I, I as far as I know, there's no. According no, to Wikipedia, it's a. Sh- uh, Goy, so Goy is a non-Jew who's employed by Jews to perform certain types of work that Jewish, okay. <laughs> it, it, it is used that sometimes. I thought it, but it, it is usually meant like in a endearing way, Shabbos Goy. Yeah. I love my Shabbos Goy back when I was a kid. Dayton. Oh, it literally says that. A non-Jew employed by Orthodox Jews to perform services such as turning on lights, lights on and off. Which are forbidden to Jews on the Sabbath. It's right. a it's a big deal. If someone asks you to be a Shabbos goy, you should say yes because it is the chance of a lifetime. <laughs> no one thinks so. <laughs> no, I I don't know. I, I think I actually learned about that from a. I was watching Ari Shafir's comedy special. Yes, so Jew. That, that, that's <laughs> how I know one. it. That was a good one. That was pretty good. Oh no, I remember uh, John Gilmer. Guys, John's still around. He has a Twitter handle uh, Shabbos goy. Uh, God, he. God, that guy tweeted like a quarter of a million times before even uh, Elon Musk took over. I was so off of I, like I've had a Twitter account since probably 2012 or something like that, and I almost never tweeted. Like I gave up on Twitter a long time ago, and then Elon get, you know bought it, and I'm like, all right, well, free speech now exists. Um, where was I going with the story? <laughs> I got off track. What's Whiskey Tango Fox? What, what is Chavez Goy spelled like? That? <laughs> Jake, what? would you he be my Chavez Goy? He doesn't know it. But that is, what is, is he misspelling something? He doesn't know it. He's he or she. I don't know. It could be a she. Thank God Jesus died (laughs) so we don't have to do all that crap. (laughs) Yeah, dude. I wish that I could Oh, man, let's get into the Holy Wars now. (laughs) Uh, Let's go to this story here. Uh, Just to throw this in Dawson's face because Dawson doesn't believe anything he sees from here. Uh, pull up the ice director confirms that the terrorist is caught in Minnesota. We alluded to this when we were on the line with Mallory. Um, so Dawson's like, oh, I don't know if this is true, you know. And by the way, I, I'm just giving you shit. I <laughs> I agree. We we should have validated ourselves. Fox News beat beat us to it. Oh no, yeah. Fox. No, no. I'm sorry. Fox this was actually Daily Caller. 
Oh yeah. Yeah, this is a press conference with um, what's his name? Acting director was say on here. Uh, I don't know this gentleman's name. I can't see from that screen. I should be looking at my own screen here. Director Patrick Let. I don't know how to say that. Patrick Lechleitner. 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 Yeah, like Lechleitner. Lechleitner. Okay. You think he's a Shabbos Koi? I hope so. <laughs> Sounds German, though. Uh, so he's doing a press conference. He's talking about all these raids. And uh, I think it's someone from the Daily Caller asks him, Point Blake, about uh, terrorists. Let's go ahead and play this video down there. This is also on ActionForLiberty.com. You guys can watch this. And we get it on a Rumble channel. Thank you. Uh, we recently reported that ERO had arrested an Al-Shabaab member in Minnesota. Uh, I'm wondering... With that case, he was deemed a mismatch by Border Patrol and released into the interior of the country in March, but it took almost a year to actually nab him. How many other terrorists have been apprehended in the interior after coming through the border? Well, I can say for this individual, uh, within, 20, within 48 hours, excuse me, of uh, ICE becoming aware of his status on the, uh, the watch list, within 48 hours, he was apprehended. And I want to commend our personnel because as soon as we became aware of that, within 48 hours, he was apprehended. And he's currently in ICE custody. So yeah. uh, I, I think that's an incredible yeah. result. Thanks for letting us know about this, by the way. Uh, this guy's going roaming around freely in America. They capture the guy. And it's a leaked memo to the Daily Caller that we even find out this happened. Mm -hmm. now, you think we probably should know about a terrorist roaming freely in Minnesota, in Minneapolis, like nearby? K Wall for Life. Go ahead and read K Wall's uh, comment there. Yep. K Wall for Life says the recent arson of Minnesota conservative organizations is a dangerous precedent. Now, I don't know. I doubt that's attached to it. I don't even know the story behind this. If, you know, it's being investigated, so it looks damn fishy. Um, but yeah, apparently uh, a group of conservative organizations in one building have, uh, looks like firebombing. Uh, right outside their office actually penetrates one of the offices. Um, which doesn't that make us at high risk here at Action for Liberty? I think we push the envelope pretty pretty much more than any of these guys, right? So, um, by the way, no, law enforcement's reached out to us. So who knows if this is a big risk? Who knows if it's connected? I don't know if it's connected. I don't even look at it just so much as targeting like a conservative political organizations. Just think about your family. Just say, let's imagine this Al Shabaab terrorist may, maybe his target is something you know in the Somali community, but it happens on ninety four and it causes um, damage or, or, or uh, collateral damage, right? Maybe it's an explosion, maybe it's something done on the freeway and somebody else dies. Like that's serious stuff. We should know about it. And by the way, the guy shouldn't have been here because he came across the border illegally. By the way, March of twenty twenty three too. He's been here for like 10 months. Yeah. Crazy you know, story. and th there was another comment I wanted to answer here. Uh, Instant Zipper Ball IF. Uh, you know, I, they ask, uh, what is the bill number? I like to read them. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm unable to find the bill number right now. And actually, I was just looking on the Minnesota legislature website to see if I could find it by just looking by author and seeing if I could find it under Fate. Maybe it just hasn't been updated yeah. yet because he said it was introduced today. But it is called the North Star Act. Uh, so if you want to uh, look it up for yourself, you can find all of the information and text about it. Uh, they even have their own website, NorthStarAct.org. Uh, so uh, th that's the way to uh, look into this bill if you want to uh, learn more yourself about it.
Well, I, I wholeheartedly disagree with you there, Dust or I mean uh, Jesse. Yeah. Um, because we have it linked on extraforlabor.com. Oh, okay. Um, and I'm just sending it to that, yeah. you, Dust. I'm sending it to you right now, so you could post it in the show notes, or I'm sorry, not in the show notes in the comment section. But it, the bill number is HF2860. Mm. And I think the reason you're oh, not seeing it. I, I was looking in the Senate side. Well, no, it's SF2724. I oh. think the reason you're not seeing it um, is because the session hasn't started. So it hasn't right. officially been voted and introduced. They just basically gavel in introductions. Now, right now, HF2860 mm -hmm. has 18 authors on it. So it's not mm -hmm. like this is just one person. The Senate file, Omar Fatah's Senate file, has two. Mm-hmm. Okay, there. And Dawson put it in the show notes. Also, actionforliberty.com, we got a hyperlink down there. So you can find it right there. Don't go give any web traffic to their uh, right. North Star, whatever it is called. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, let's move on here. Um, is uh, Nikki ready to drop out yet? <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately not, no. But uh, And she's having a tough time handling uh, this loss that she just lost to <laughs> none of the above. People prefer none of the above. So oh, two-thirds of the Republican primary voters prefer to have nobody instead of Nikki Haley. So uh, here's an interesting interview where uh, she actually claims that Trump rigged the primary, even though she knew damn well that she wasn't going to be able to win any delegate votes by participating in this primary. Uh, so let's go ahead and check out uh, her pathetic response. One. I asked her about it today in an exclusive one-on-one. -on -one. Does that situation in Nevada hurt a little bit? No, I mean, Nevada, it's such a scam. They were supposed to have a <laughs> primary. Trump rigged it so that the GOP chairman, who's been indicted, would go and create a caucus. We knew months ago that we weren't going to spend a day or a dollar in Nevada because it wasn't worth it. Mm -hmm. And so we didn't even count Nevada. That wasn't anything we were looking at. We knew that it was rigged from the start. Sure. Our focus is on South Carolina, Michigan, Super Tuesday. So if you look what we did in Iowa and you look what we did in New Hampshire, we're continuing to grow. That's what matters, I think, more than anything else. But look at what happened this week. Mm. Here you have Republicans lost a major vote on the border. Mm -hmm. Republicans lost a major vote on Israel. Donald Trump was found that he will not have immunity in all of these court cases coming up. The RNC chair is fired. Mm -hmm. All of this chaos is happening around us, and Donald Trump's fingerprints are on every bit of it. We Sorry. South, South Carolina right now is showing Trump with a 31-point, according to Real Clear Politics Average, 31-point advantage on her. Mm -hmm. She's waiting for South Carolina? Right, where she's going to lose by, like you said, 20, 30 points. And, you know, what kind of audacity does she have to where she thinks that she can say, uh, you know, that these Nevada primary voters don't matter? And, you know, she's trying to claim that it's rigged, that it's all Trump's fault. No, no, no. The Republican Party was against holding a primary, and it was a Democrat governor before in Nevada who was the one who instituted the, the primaries. They went to court over it because they said, we want to continue to hold our caucus because it's better for uh, citizen engagement than just a normal primary is. Uh, what the courts held was that the Republican Party was, uh, you know, they did have to hold a primary, but they were not forced to have it be binding and they could hold a caucus. Uh, this was something understood by every single candidate. 
uh, the ne Nevada Republican Party explained to the candidates beforehand that if you participate in the primary, it's non-binding, you can't win any delegates, and then you can't participate in the caucus. Nikki Haley, what did she want? She wanted that headline, Nikki Haley wins Nevada primary. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. she lost very badly to none of the above. People would rather have nobody as president than Nikki Haley. Uh, it shows how pathetic she is, and her campaign is in a, it's a total disaster. Uh, for her to have to claim that Trump rigged an election, I mean, give me a break. You know, she is, uh, she's grasping at straws here. This is all that she has, and, uh, you know, it's the only, uh, it's the only comeback that she can have is by trying to lie and misguide the people into thinking that this was some sort of corrupt process. No, she just lost. What do you got, Dustin? Is, is her, so she's saying that it's rigged by Trump. Is that her trying to twist the people who came and voted none of the above who are Trump supporters? No, is that she's her? trying to argue that uh, Trump got the Republican Party to hold the caucus, which oh, obviously okay. it was up to the Republican Party leadership of Nevada that wanted to hold the caucus instead. Uh, okay. So her point is trying to say that uh, because those votes weren't counted, but she understood that all along the way. She knew that the uh, primary wasn't going to get her any delegate votes. Uh, she understood that. Uh, so, uh, you know, she has to have this uh, historical revisionism uh, to try to sell her case at this point. And uh, it's pathetic, you know, but she's so irrelevant uh, that once we're done with Super Tuesday, I think she's going to be out of here. And I think yeah, that that's the end of the no road. There's no poll that shows her doing well. She's clearly got to play that there's a black swan event at this point. Mm -hmm. All right, let's uh, go to this Eli Crane, and then I want to go into Joe Rogan we'll in this show. You guys are got to stick around for Joe Rogan. If you haven't liked this episode, make sure you like it on whatever platform you're watching on. If you haven't gone to Rumble, please go to Rumble. Uh, we had a nice conversation with him the other day, and also Locals, which is something we're going to be getting involved in. So mm -hmm. much to come on the front of Right, uh, and also ne Liberty. Nevada's caucus is tonight. So we're, we're going to see what the results oh, are going right. to be for Nevada. Uh, it's only Trump, and I see uh, that's Brad Ganser. straw poll, right? Right, and Brad Ganser in the comments says, quote, none of the above, MAGA Jesse or Ryan Binkley. I choose MAGA Jesse, and guess what? We, we, we may have Ryan Binkley lined up for an interview what did down you call the line him? yeah he said he wants to do the show now he he, he said he's, he said he's back in so you know what we'll see how he does in nevada uh maybe we'll have an interesting story All right, to talk what, is to he, about what does binkley that. have to perform tonight in order for him to get invited he on needs show? uh three well he needs 3.85 percent 3.85 percent to get a delegate for the national convention. so is that the barrier he needs 3.85 percent to be on our show <laughs> that, that's what he needs to at least be we'll, we'll have, like, relevant the rules in the, of the national convention. Should we have the rules? Uh, well, let's hear from you guys at home. Ryan Binkley, if he wants to come on the True Third Show, what does he need to get in Nevada's <laughs> caucus? Because you know we're such a big deal around here. Mm -hmm. like, you know, you got to get access to this show. <laughs> yep. You, you heard it here, <laughs> bitch Binkley. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You want, the, you want the video? You know what would be good nope. entertainment what? is have Nikki Haley on her show. Yeah. Yeah, we should. She doesn't do podcasts, though. I mean, she went on The Breakfast Club because it's a liberal show that was, you know, gave her a softball interview. Yeah. Uh, but she doesn't, you know, she would never go on a, on a tough interview or anything like that. She she only deals with the corporate press because those are her kind of people. Yes, they are. All right. Uh, have you guys seen this video of Eli Crane? Now, this is one of our guys we've been tracking a little bit since, uh, well, just since January last year. Freshman, Navy SEAL, Arizona. I can't remember which d district in Arizona. Um, what stood up about Eli Crane is he was not only – the part of the original what was it 20 that were mm -hmm. against McCarthy in January, 2023, 
but he was the remaining like six. Like when everyone else bailed, he never caved. Mm-hmm. This guy is impressive as hell. Listen to how he dresses down reporters. They're trying on Capitol Hill to uh, pass a resolution to say that Donald Trump did not commit an insurrection, try to put this thing to rest. So this was a Republican effort. This is what Eli Crane says to the media. This is, this is great if you haven't seen this. Thank you. Thank you guys for coming. Uh-oh. Don't ruin it's it. An honor By the way, here. Thank uh, you. Urban Joan, thank you for sending this to me. They uh, they brought this to my attention. you got to get them to give you a different link. Uh, uh, Mr. Mike for leading on this. You know what I love about this? Watching uh, where President Trump is at in the polls. <laughs> I love it because it shows the American people don't trust you guys. And they shouldn't. Because mm-hmm. you guys are full of it and everybody knows it. <laughs> There's a few honest journalists in this town, but they're very few and far between. Mm-hmm. You know how I know it wasn't an insurrection? because he hasn't been charged with insurrection. And we can all see by the lawfare how he's facing up over 700 years in jail right now, how they've tried to destroy this man, destroy his businesses, that if they felt they had an inkling of a chance of convicting President Trump of jaywalking or insurrection, they would absolutely charge him. You know how else I know it's not an insurrection? Because this is the first insurrection in the history of the world where the people that were a part of it were unarmed. Pretty hard to mm-hmm. do if you walk around and see how many individuals are carrying firearms. All right. Last thing I want to say about how I know it's not an insurrection is because I actually listened to the words of the president. If you're trying to stoke an insurrection, you don't tell the people listening, hey, I want you to go over there peacefully and patriotically. All right. This is not an insurrection. What it is, is a party that's scared to death of this man because he's America first and he's shown time and time again he's willing to bust up the swamp and he continues to beat you like a drum. <laughs> That's what this is really about. Mm-hmm. And for all you journalists out there, you know, that are pretty cowardly, <laughs> some in this room right now, you don't have the you don't have the balls to write the truth. And even if you did, your publishers wouldn't publish it because you're a part of a propaganda outlet, probably one of the biggest in the history of the world. If you had any courage, I want, I want some, you to ask some questions about that day, January 6th, that we keep talking about. Why has the pipe bomber not been caught yet? Huh? <laughs> Why has the pipe bomber not been caught? The one individual that could have committed multiple mass, mass casualties has not been caught yet. Go look at, go, go follow some of uh, BD's reporting over at Revolver News. He's got some uh, evidence for you guys. What's going on up here with January 6th is there's a pretty big cover-up actually going on up here in Capitol Hill about some of the involvement of our government, and uh, it's quite unsavory. And I want to acknowledge Rep. Massey's work on this lately and others who have been trying to get to the bottom of it. But here's some other other questions for you journalists to ask. (laughs) Why did it take so long for Ray Epps to be charged? Hmm? Go, go watch videos of Ray Epps on that day and how he was stoking the entire thing and how long it took him to be charged. And yet there were so many people that were brought in, brought into the D.C. D- jail and they're still there to this day. So if you guys want to ask some questions, those are some questions. But the bottom line is we all know President Trump didn't, did not commit insurrection and he's probably going to be the president of the United States once again. And so I'm happy to be a part of this resolution. I'm happy to support the president and I'm happy to call out all you little cowardly liars in the press. (laughs) 
That's Thank good. You. That's right. <laughs> that was awesome. Eli Crane oh. for VP. You know, yeah, I know. I love he it, man. would be awesome. And, uh, you know, <laughs> it's so nice that we got people in the house like that that are actually willing to stand up and fight. Uh, it's unfortunate that, you know, the Republicans have been so pathetic about everything. You know, w- with the uh, failure to uh, impeach uh, Mayorkas, that was a shame. And, you know, all that made me think was, man, I wish George Santos was there because George Santos would have been the deciding vote. Man, I wish Kevin McCarthy wouldn't have quit because that would have been the vote right there. Right. And, uh, you know, it's just unfortunate that the Republicans are their own worst enemies in most cases. And, uh, you know, I was thinking about it. We could even blame our very own Pete Stauber for the failing of uh, the Mayorkas uh, impeachment because he was one of the people who got rid of George Santos. You know, if it wasn't for Pete Stauber, we would have been in a situation where Mayorkas would have been impeached by the House already. But Stauber was the one who felt like he had to uh, limit our own numbers. Uh, It shows how, uh, you know, the establishment doesn't actually care about getting anything done. Uh, They... they, uh, you know, they're just concerned with uh, protecting their own power. We well, you know, Jesse, they're always preaching unity. What, why aren't they preaching unity right now? I don't mm-hmm. understand. Right. Unity on, uh, not, on Trump. Not impeaching Mayorkas. I was going to say not impeaching yeah, Mayorkas. Right. Mm-hmm. Where's the unity calls on there, you know? Mm-hmm. Isn't it interesting? Freaking cowards. Yeah. Uh, okay. This segment I'm very excited to bring to you, okay? So I've been a Joe Rogan fan for um, probably a decade. I don't know. Let's see. I found out about podcasting. Because of Joe Rogan, okay? There's this um, uh, Stephen Ranella, uh, meat eater. Uh, he tweeted out or something like this. This had been almost a decade ago that he was going on the Joe Rogan experience. I'm like, Joe Rogan the, from the UFC? You know, I was like, what's this? That's how I found out about podcasting. So I've been following Joe Rogan for a long time now. Joe does not come from the right, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe's a common sense guy. I'm not saying he's some crazy leftist, but he does not come from the right. He had Bernie Sanders on in 2020. He like quasi endorsed him. I wouldn't say he endorsed him, but he kind of quasi endorsed. Yeah, and he voted for him. Did he actually say he voted for him? Oh yeah. No, no. Yeah, he He voted for, uh, no, he voted for, um, uh, the libertarian candidate. No, no. I'm saying in the primary, he voted for Bernie in the primary. primary? Yeah. He, he, he said that himself. Gotcha. Um, all right. So. Joe's got this, uh, Joe, I've kind of watched develop, you know, um, his political views and where he is, um, as a person over these 10 years. Okay. Whatever it's been. And, um, why this is so important. If you, if you're not following Joe Rogan, I mean, I'm like straight, straight in his demographic. Okay. Of people that tune into Joe Rogan. Okay. I get it. But this is why it's important to all of you, even if you don't listen to Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan is pending right now a contract with, um, I was going to say Rumble, Spotify, for $250 million. What is it, like a five-year contract or something like that? Mm-hmm. Like, he is the biggest guy in media. His audiences are 20 times what CNN is getting, okay? Joe Rogan is massive. He's the biggest interviewer on the planet. 10 million-plus downloads per episode. So is Aaron Rodgers on? I get a notification about this yesterday. I'm like, yes. I want to hear what Aaron Rodgers has to say. Because to me, as a lifelong Bears fan, Aaron Rodgers has been a thorn in my side, but honest to God, I could put all that off the side for how this guy took a courageous stance during COVID, okay? Mm-hmm. So they get talking, and they go over all the issues, and I'm like, I got to put these pieces together and bring it on the show and play this. You're going to see Joe Rogan so wet red-pilled. 
it, it gives me nothing but hope for the future that the biggest guy in media is saying the things that guys like us say all the time. That he is, I mean, he's interviewed everybody. He interviews everyone. He talks to everybody. And he's now drawing these same kind of conclusions. First one, let's, and this might be the most important one, shortest clip, but I always say banking's the biggest problem, creating money out thin air. You know what you can't do that with, to a degree, with the gold standard. Joe Rogan agrees with us. Let's go. Let's play this audio clip. Joe Rogan advocating for a gold standard. Another thing would be get back on the gold standard. That would be a great move, too, but that's too late. But JFK was trying to do that. Yeah. Silver standard. Yeah. Guess what they did? <laughs> I cut off. Guess what they did to him? Now, maybe that's what's going to happen if we ever got back on the gold standard, the people advocating for it. Yeah, they JFK you. But he's absolutely right. You know, this is. I don't hear anyone in the mainstream media. Do I have this wrong here? You're certainly not hearing this at MSNBC or CNBC, Jesse. No one's calling for getting on the gold standard, a huge solution to our monetary issues and saving our damn country. So let's go further than that. If that wasn't already good enough, that Joe's on board with the gold standard. Here he is. And this is, this is interesting because this is an evolution, Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan, I think five years ago, was on board with the climate change narrative. Here he is calling out climate change for being nothing but population control. Listen to this. What was it, in Paris they had some sort of climate accord? Yeah, and but it wasn't taking effect or there was different rules for other countries, yeah. but we had to adhere to something that nobody else was adhering to. It's control. But and that's what we've been doing the last – if you look at – I saw some, some – uh, you know, something on, uh, on X about – like what they were telling us in the 60s and the 70s and the mm-hmm. 80s. The world was always going to end based on something, you know, and they, and now it's it's this climate change. we got to change the, you know, the way we live in order for us to keep going. It's like they've been doing this for the last five decades. They would like to control the food, the food system, and there's a tremendous amount of money in controlling the food system. And if they could get you to only buy their food and they can convince you that their food is somehow or another – emits less carbon and, and come up with some fucking Hollywood – math that shows you that this is the only way to do it and this is the way out of this <laughs> is that not hope right there jesse is that not hope he's yeah, talking he, that he, way he's not all the way there on the issue but you know it, it's a good start and uh but, you know, but the fact he understands what the overall movement is about right, right? even if he might you know I, I was gonna say believe in some of the science what is the science the science Science is that we have an effect on the climate. How much of an effect we have, no one could tell. What is the 2040 measure, uh, carbon-free 2040 in Minnesota? What politician could tell you how much of an impact that will make? They can't answer that question. There's no science behind that. Mm-hmm. But he understands exactly what they're doing, right? Yep. And so is Aaron Rodgers. By the way, all these things they're agreeing on. I love it. One of the best players ever in the NFL. I'd argue, you know, it's hard to say that Tom Brady's not the GOAT. But just as a pure quarterback talent, Rodgers got to be right there with him. I think he's got the best touchdown-to-interception ratio. I mean, Mahomes hasn't played as long. Maybe Mahomes is up there. Mahomes just hasn't played as long. Rodgers is like 40 years old now. Mm -hmm. All right. All right. Joe Rogan calling what's going on with Trump a banana republic. Let's listen to this. in a lot of ways to what they did during the pandemic where the more they attack him the more people are like what the fuck is true yeah because i don't believe you guys anymore and when you're going after him i kind of think that you're just doing this because you don't want him to win and that's banana republic shit when you're 
prosecuting your political opponents, specifically because you don't want your political opponents to be able to make it to the vote, that's banana republic shit. That's, but that's, that's what we're living in. Yeah. <laughs> what is Brad Ganser saying there? Go read his comment. If Rogan sobered up. Yeah, if Rogan sobered up, he would be dangerous. <laughs> what, are, what are you saying, Brad? He's he, sober? Now, he does, uh, he does a lot of podcasts with comics. They have a couple drinks. What's wrong with having a couple drinks every once in a while? We do that on our show. Does he Does he mean by sobering up, getting red-pilled? Why do you have Mallory up back on the screen? Whoops. <laughs> does he mean by getting sobered up, getting red-pilled? Is that what Brad Ganser is referring to? No, I'm sure he's talking about... I'm sure he's talking about the drugs and the, and the alcohol and everything. Oh, yeah. Well, he does. Uh, he is a mm. very big advocate for smoking pot. but Gotcha. Yeah. And the psychedelics. Actually, Rogan kind of re... You know, I, I'm pro-legalization, but, you know, I always had the stigma against potheads. And then you see a high-functioning guy like Rogan, who's a pot user. I'm just like, oh, oh, yeah, he's talking about drugs. He does a lot of drugs. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Tucker says founding fathers love to drink. Exactly. They love to drink, Brad. Jefferson had his own distillery. So did Thomas Jefferson. Don't you love America, Brad? Mm-hmm. My God. Next segment. So I mean, listen, no one else. This is the reason I'm bringing this up. No one. Joe Rogan has a larger audience than I don't know how many of the main corporate head, uh, corporate media heads combined, right? Tucker was only Tucker Carlson was the only one close to Rogan, and he was probably half the audience. And they can Tucker, which I hope after tonight's Putin interview, which is such a smart move by Tucker, because now every, I'm going to go to Tucker Carlson's network tonight, oh, his course. website and watch, right? I'm interested in that. So. There you go. Oh yeah, George W. or George Washington grew hemp. That's right. Good point. But that's mm-hmm. not a drug, right? All right. Let's go to uh, here's here's Joe Rogan on transition, the transition agenda. Joe's always been good on on the transgender thing, but here's him actually talking about the agenda and the dangers of it. Kids are extremely malleable. They're extremely easy to manipulate. They're extremely easy to influence. We've always known this. It's one of the reasons why you don't let children get tattoos. It's one of the reasons why you don't let children join the military. It's one of the ch- reasons why you don't let children have children. It's one of the reasons why we have ages of consent, because we know that they're not young enough, they're not, or they're, they're not smart enough, they're not old enough to make their own decisions. They can be, be, be manipulated. So if they can be manipulated that way, why the fuck would we think they can't be manipulated by this emerging market, which is gender care, this gender-affirming care? Have you ever seen the map of, like, gender care from 2007 versus 2022 have you ever seen that yeah i saw it somewhere yeah here i can send it to you jamie so you can take a look at it but it's fucking bananas it's a business my friend who is a doctor told me that his friend who is a plastic surgeon who moved into gender transition care he told me the difference between what that person gets paid for an arthroscopic surgery versus what they get paid for a gender transition I forget what the number was for orthoscopic surgery, but for the gender transition, he gets $70,000 every time he does this. And he goes, and this guy is raking it in. Yeah, I've heard a lot of um, evidence on that, that it's a hugely profitable venture. Mm-hmm. And my God, like, what a great point. Like, you don't allow a kid to get tattoos. You don't let a kid join the military. Yeah, I think when you're uh, 17, you have to get your parents' permission. To join the military because they do enlist people under 18 but you got to have parental that's crazy what's that I, I i said that's that's wild to think about right yes 
Yeah, I you know as a guy that served in the military twelve years, I can't imagine. Imagine a seventeen-year-old. Oh my god. I know. <laughs> well, I remember having soldiers that were uh, s- still in high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's kind of you know. No, I had an uncle join at seventeen. Right. So you know, it's one of those things. Sometimes that's just the you know you you know it just depends on the person. You know, sometimes that's just what you want to do, where you want to go, and it, it's a good opportunity for some. But yeah, I mean. Not for me. <laughs> well, in these days, right? That's the problem. You know, I joined before 9-11, and it was a different world. So mm-hmm. minor attracted persons. This is a segment on pedophilia being normalized. Now, we've talked about this. We actually broke a story here in Minnesota how Democrats actually changed the Minnesota Human Rights Act to allow pedophilia to be a sexual orientation. You know, it sounds like we're crazy talking about it. Here's the biggest guy in media also alluding to the fact that there's a constituency behind this. Listen to this fucking crazy but the fact that they're letting that we are one step away from minor attracted persons being something that everybody's cool with because that's also on the agenda and every now and then they sneak that out there every now and then you'll see it in universities see people talking about it we have these this is this one maligned group that has no support minor attracted persons yeah all right let's go to the comment section here before i get to the last one Let's see. Alley Cat, they ruined the child's life. Brad Ganser says, just spent a week uh, working in Florida, and I can confirm that we can do better in Minnesota. DeSantis is a great governor. I'd agree at this point now that he's out of the presidential race. <laughs> I, I, don't have, I don't have a problem with that now. Uh, based MN says, crazy to think that not transitioning a kid is just is now considered based. 30 years ago is just common oh, sense. Is that exactly. not the perfect and, you know, th- comment? That's the thing. Yes. There, there wasn't even – I mean – how recent was it uh, that these surgeries even came about? It's it's a pretty recent phenomenon, uh, and so especially with them pushing it onto children now, uh, th- that's the kind of thing that it was completely unheard of uh, years ago. Ten years ago, you wouldn't even talked about this craziness mm-hmm. with kids. I get it, an adult, whatever, and I still don't give a shit. I think William made a good point um, that as a doctor to do something like that is really unethical, but I, I just think an adult can make bad choices right but kids so ridiculous mm-hmm. all right so rogan he understands the bug eaters too he you know mm-hmm. well the bug prom- bug eating promoters i always say the bug eaters they're not they're not the ones eating the insects yeah they're the ones promoting it they're gonna eat just fine mm-hmm. so here is uh joe rogan and aaron Rodgers on the wf the world economic forum really quick before i play this video i just have to point out Jake, if you shaved your beard and your head, you would be the same. Th- this would be the same thing. What do you mean? You look exactly the same. I don't look at all like Joe Rogan. What are you talking about? Uh, look at your background. Look at your set. You blend in when you're in the corner like this. And you have the same headphones and microphone. Oh, yeah, but you're n- I, not looks like Joe. Is, oh, no. Yeah, Put on a gray say, sweatshirt, though, and you'd be him. Well, no, I'm a Matthew shooter. I wouldn't wear a green white sweatshirt. <laughs> Tell us who's going to be in charge. That the fact that 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 is a, a place where people go by private jet, so they fly in these jets to tell everybody that they got to stop pumping out carbon. Yeah, <laughs> love it. Keep it up, man. But that's honestly, but that's the waking up. Is this yeah. hypocrisy is everywhere? Yeah, it's you everywhere. fucking people who are telling us cut your carbon footprint, don't grow your own food, eat fucking insects, stop eating meat. Yeah. It's like you don't you're not adhering to any of this shit. No, of course not. They were serving meat at the WEF. Yeah. A lot of people <laughs> went there. Yeah. 
What I wanted to ask you before. Oh my God. Oh, I just love it. I love it. Mm -hmm. You know, first of all, Aaron Rodgers, massive celebrity, massive athlete to be talking so freely and openly like that. I love it. Right. You know, know, I think the biggest problem is Democrats don't want to ever get out of step with whatever it is. When they hear about Klaus Schwab, when they hear about the WEF, I'm talking about the grassroots uh, Democrats, you know, when they hear about that stuff, they just don't believe it because, you know, the Democrat sources aren't talking to them about it. They, They go, oh, conspiracy theory. It's all real. It's all out there. Yeah. I mean, you know, Klaus Schwab has said that you'll eat bugs and be happy. You'll own nothing and be happy. And, uh, you know, so I think a lot of, you know, anybody who just looks at it objectively and says, wait, this is what they're talking about. This is what they're saying. Uh, it, it naturally is going to shift you to the right a little bit, not even the right, just common sense. Common sense. sense. That's and, all it is. You yeah. know, it's, it's one of those things that uh, I think Joe Rogan represents a lot of people who have, you know, kind of been a little bit more free-spirited, maybe a little more liberal before, uh, just accepting people and whatnot that are seeing that uh, with where the Democrats are now, they've lost touch with reality. They've lost touch with uh, where normal people are at. And because of that, the Democrats are going to have a very tough time unless they get all these illegals in here voting. Yeah, but I don't even just place it in the Democrats. The way I look at it, Jesse, is it's the common sense side here. And right. He, you know, it's the Republicans, too. You're right. It's because, exactly uh, the Republicans, too. Uh, Brian Kemp, you know, right. uh, the Georgia governor. Where was he? He was sitting there at the World Economic Forum having a, you know, a part of a conference there. So, uh, you know, a lot of these rhinos are just as guilty and they're just as part as much of a part of the globalist agenda as the Democrats. And that's like I'm saying more days, more nowadays, I say my views are just pro people, pro the, the normal, regular guy. It's, you know, I have a libertarian background, conservative, whatever you want to say, but it's just I'm for the little guy. I'm not I'm against the global elites running this thing. And you have to see that there is some kind of organization uh, of elitists that are trying to trying to run the world. They're trying to control the population. And COVID should have opened everyone's eyes to it. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. People haven't woken up to this. So I'm against that. <laughs> you know, when you say left versus right, people will go, well, that's a left dictator and that's a right dictator. I go, I can't be on the right if there's a dictator on my side. Mm-hmm. I am against dictators. So there's no such thing as left versus right to me. I'm dictator freedom, right? Yeah. I'm over here. I'm on the freedom side. Mm-hmm. And so that's the nice thing is Joe seems to, and this seems to be all new media. That's that's where, that's why I wanted to bring this up. You know, I've seen Joe kind of move towards these views. Um, and, and I'm not just saying like Joe's the only one I, I have, I've seen it for what it's worth a lot more mm-hmm. in the last couple of years, but this was just an interesting episode because they were just hitting them like left and right, all the different issues. Yeah. I didn't do the one on border security, mm-hmm. but um, the fact that he's opened up his eyes and new media, all the big names and new media are seeing it this way. And the audiences are going that way. We're part of it. I'd love to be a part of it. We're small, but we're a part of it, you know, and thank you guys for tuning in and watching and the rumble rants today and people liking it. And uh, the new audience and the new people coming to the show. That's what we're going to do is we're going to try to tell the truth as we see it. We'll navigate this crazy world. We have your interest in mind. We are pro-freedom. Not for these elitists, these globalists. We're not going to be bought and paid for by pharmaceutical companies steering mm-hmm. our messaging. Bullshit. You know, we, we're the ones that got censored and taken off the Internet. The reason we're on Rumble is because YouTube kept canceling our show. Mm-hmm. So... 
That's the that's why I am so damn optimistic about the future right now. I am so damn optimistic because people are abandoning the corporate lying media and they're coming to new media. And the biggest heads in new in new media, especially Joe Rogan, are talking this way. How mm-hmm. is that not hope for a damn future? Oh yeah, America, huh? Mm-hmm. I love America. Although I still think Texas is secede from the nation. <laughs> <laughs> you don't agree with me on that, and I, no. I I agree. I mean, there goes the whole electoral college right out the window. Yeah. All right, Dawson. In the country. <laughs> yeah, in the country. Dawson, we good with this episode? You good? We need to explore. Do we need deep, a deeper dive anywhere? <laughs> no, I got my all, all my points across. Thank you, Warren Wessel, for uh, sponsoring this show, Brad Ganser. Thing, it's great when you got the guys in the comment section yeah, doing we the got Brad doing for it for us call, too. Call Warren if you're buying or selling home. Six one two four one nine seven four five three. Also, want to thank Alpine Cabinetry of East St. Cloud for sponsoring the show. If you want to be a sponsor, uh, reach out to me, Jake at TruthHurtsNews.com. I never even thought about doing that. I guess mm-hmm. we should always make an appeal for other sponsors too, right? We're capped at like three, though. I don't think we can do much more than that. If I did too many ad reads, you guys would hate it. And by the way, scrutinized scrutinized uh, sponsors. They better mm-hmm. perform. These guys better perform, and they better believe what we believe. You know, mm-hmm. none, none of this bullshit leftist agenda, you know. Bud Light, you're not sponsoring this show. Unless you pay us one million dollars. Hey, Bud Light's back. <laughs> I, I've get, Are you I, on Bud Light? I've dropped Bud Light my arms. Now? Oh, Bud Light is back. <laughs> Trump said it. Shane Gillis said it. Uh, Dana White, you know, what is there to be mad at anymore? It's uh, still piss water. No one likes it. doesn't taste uh, good. That's what. <laughs> that doesn't matter. We're back, baby. Yeah, but here's the problem. <laughs> the king of beers is back. No, no, no. Bullshit. PBR's never sold us out. Bud Light, we're still having it. Bud Light and I, we have, a, we have a really tarnished relationship. Yeah, see, Tucker agrees. Bud Light is still trash. Well, I don't like Bud Light. I like Budweiser, you know. But, yeah, that uh, hurts you. You were a Budweiser guy. You know, but that's the thing. It's back. The King of Beers is back. The, the queen has been replaced, you know. <laughs> we, 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 we took out their their little uh, fake, you know, uh, their little fake woman. We got Shane Gillis in there. I, I'm, I'm feeling good with it. We're, we're back. Yeah, Shane's a CIA plant, though. You know that right <laughs> No way. <laughs> I can't wait to watch him on SNL. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to watch Tucker. I know. That, that's exciting. That's exciting that he's hosting SNL. Yeah, there you go. All right. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode. We'll be back on Tuesday. Take care.